we, we are glad you're here, and uh, we are uh, looking forward uh, to what's still to come, but let's get to the Word of God. Take your Bible, if you would, this morning. Turn with us to Psalm 111. Psalm 111. And uh, we'll read there, and then we're uh, going to... Uh, move around in Scripture a little bit this morning, but Psalm 111. In a few minutes, uh, we're going to uh, partake of the Lord's Supper. And as we always like to spend our time in the Word of God considering uh, the work that that, uh, the Lord has done uh, on our behalf, so as we prepare... Uh, for the Lord's Supper, I want you to consider with me this thought, the work of the blood, the work of the blood. You would remember that our theme this year is working uh, till he comes. And I want you to know today, the blood is still working in an, in this very day, and it will continue to work until he comes. Psalm 111, look with me uh, there at verse 1. We'll read the entire psalm uh, here this morning. Okay, there was one. Let's see if we can <laughs> make it through. If I stick my finger back there to move it out of the way, y'all just bear with us. Ah. Psalm, <laughs> Psalm 111. You there? Yes. Amen. All right. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> just waiting to see. Praise ye the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious, and His righteousness endureth forever. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion." He hath given meat unto them that fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. He hath showed His people the power of His works, that they may give them the heritage, uh, that He may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of His hands are verity and judgment. All His commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto His people. He hath commanded His covenant forever. Holy and reverend is His name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. His praise endureth forever. We're going to consider this morning the work of the blood. Let's pray. Father, we do love You today. We're thankful for Your love for us. We're thankful uh, for the blood of Christ that cleanses from all sin, and we're thankful that it's a gift uh, that mm, cost our dear Savior uh, everything, and and uh, you freely give it that we could receive it. And I pray uh, that you will stir our hearts and minds today uh, back to the cross, back to the blood that was shed, back to the uh, payment that was rendered, back to the finished work uh, done on our behalf. And I pray uh, that our hearts would rejoice and that we would praise you uh, 
uh, today. And I pray if there's one here without Christ, that today would be the day that they would come and receive that gift of grace, that they would be born again, saved to the uttermost, a new name written down in glory. I thank you, Lord, again, for all that you have done, for all that you will do. And I I pray that you bless these that are here today, those that are watching. And Lord, I pray that you'd uh, just bless our time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now before we speak of the work of the blood, I want us to walk through uh, this psalm again to align our hearts and our minds toward the Lord. And you may have uh, thought as we read the psalm this morning, you say, well, preacher, I thought you said the title of the message is the work of the blood. It is. Well, preacher, I didn't see anything about the blood in this psalm. Well, it is. And I'll show you as we move through the Word of God today. Uh, but uh, in verse 1, notice with me, we see gathered worship. Notice that this praise is complete individually and then offered corporately. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. Amen. And he goes on and he says, in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. There are thoughts here of completeness, of continuance, of consistency, and of celebration. We ought to praise God wholeheartedly. Our focus should be specific. Our faith should be steadfast because the Lord is truly worthy of our praise. You say, well, why? Well, because of who He is and because of the work that He's done. So in verse 1, we see gathered worship. In verse 2, we see great works. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. You would understand today that the Lord's workings are of such magnitude and majesty. It's not only wonderful for you and I to search them out, but what we find when we search them out is magnificently wonderful as well. The Bible says, seek and ye shall find. And I want you to know the more that we uh, discover, the more that our desire is to dig deeper. And as we dig deeper, the more we will praise on purpose. So we see, first of all, gathered worship and we see great works. And in verse 3, we see glorious works. His work is honorable and glorious and His righteousness endureth forever. The works of the Lord, they were honorable. They are honorable and they always will be honorable, glorious, and right. And again, the more we see of God, the more that we realize that there's nothing polluted found in Him. And His purity works to remove the pollution from our pleasure and from our praise and removes it from our person. And it's amazing to me. You know, I, I found this in my life. I uh, uh, Just the other day, I had the wonderful privilege uh, to work on my wife's car. It was a privilege. And, um, and I was uh, there working sort of to the side of the car, kind of underneath the car, and uh, just had to replace some shocks there on the car. And here's what I found. The more I started to remove the shocks, the more the grease and the grime and the dirt got on me. It's an amazing thing. 
I didn't touch that dirty shock and the shock get clean. But I touched that dirty shock and the shock made me dirty. Now is it an amazing thing with God? Everything I touch that's dirty, I get dirty. Everything He touches that's dirty is made clean. The more we see of Him, the more we see and realize of His works, the more we see the purity that's within Him. In verse 4, we see gracious works. He hath made His wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. God, in His grace and love, He publicly manifests His marvelous, wonderful works for mankind to meditate upon. But we are to realize what He has done and remember His works and remember His ways and remember His wonders. Then, once we've done that, remember to watch for Him and remember to walk with Him and remember to worship Him. Truly, it's delightful for you and for me to remember God. In verses 5 through 9, we see given works. It's interesting. He hath given meat unto them that fear Him. He will ever be mindful of His covenant. He hath showed His people the power of His works that He may give them the, uh, the heritage of the heathen. The works of His hands are verity and judgment. All His commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and upright, and uprightness. Here it comes. He sent redemption unto His people. He hath commanded His covenant forever, holy and reverend in or is His name. God promised to provide for His own. God promised to remember His promises. God promised to redeem His people. And we can trust Him because He's ever faithful and ever true. His wonderful works are made to be remembered. And if the Lord is faithful to remember us, Should not we also be faithful to remember Him? In verse 10, we see good wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. His praise endureth forever. Now I want you to think about this with me. There's a reverence toward God because of His work. That's past when we think of what He has done. And there's a receiving of the gift because of His work. That's present. That's in the here and now. We still receive of His gift, of His good works. And there's a remaining with God because of His work. That's future. So past, present, and future, good wisdom sticks with God. Wisdom starts with God. It's secure in God. It's supplied by God. And wisdom stays with God. That's why we sing His praises. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. You remember from last week, Hebrews is an instruction on how to make the coffee. Hebrews. Some of you weren't here last week, and so I wanted to make sure that you were aware of that, uh, that that was in the Bible. Hebrews. 
there are so many wonderful works of God to realize. There are so many wonderful works of God to remember. But this morning, I want us to focus on the work of Christ, the work of His cross, the work of His compassion, the work of His covenant, the work of His cleansing, the work He completed, the work we remember and show till He comes again. The work of the blood of Christ shed for us on Calvary's cruel cross nearly 2,000 years ago. His blood that hasn't lost its power. His blood that still washes away sin. His blood that secured salvation for all who would believe. Friends, it's perfect in its payment for our sin. First Peter chapter 1 and verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Oh, it was perfect in its payment for our sin, uh, but it was planned before the world started. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. I'm glad uh, that it mm, didn't catch God by surprise that we would need a Savior. I'm glad that mm, in His foreknowledge, God, before He even said in the beginning, let there be. He knew that there would be mankind and He knew that mankind would sin and He knew that mankind would need a Savior and He already made the preparation for that saving. Hey, it was poured out willingly for our sakes. First Peter 1 verses 20 and 21, but was manifest in these last times for you who by Him do believe in God that raised Him up from the dead and gave Him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. I want you to think with me about the work of the blood. Hebrews chapter 10. Let me give you a few things by way of outline this morning. If you didn't already catch, there's been about five outlines that have gone past. Here we go. Number one, the sufficient work of His blood. Hebrews chapter 10 the sufficient work of His blood. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11. And every priest standeth, minister, standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice... For sins forever sat down on the right hand of God. The sufficient work of His blood. Jesus shed His sinless blood to fully pay for our sin. And He sat down because the work was finished. He's at the right hand because that is the place of authority. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Psalm 16 verse 11. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Think about God the Father. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. At His right hand seats is seated the Savior who on that cross of Calvary shed His precious blood that you and I could be redeemed, that you and I could be born again, that you and I could be made heirs with Christ. Pleasures forevermore. 
Psalm 98 and verse 1, O sing unto the Lord a new song, for He hath done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm hath gotten Him the victory. I want you to know today, this sufficient work is found in and in the blood, and it's only found in the blood. There's only one sufficient work, and it was the shedding of the sinless blood of Jesus Christ upon that cruel cross where He poured out His last, every last drop of blood that you and that I could be saved. That we could be made righteous. That our atonement could be made. That we could be redeemed. That we now could now have fellowship with God. There's no other way but through the blood of Christ. Let me stop for a moment. Because in our day, and when I say in our day, that's anything from a hundred years ago to a hundred years from now. In our day, there is a wholesale attack by Satan on the blood of Jesus Christ. And what we're seeing all across so-called Christianity in our day is the hymn books are being changed to remove the blood. I like to sing about the blood of Christ. Why? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, but here's the thing. It's not just a wholesale attack on our hymn books. There's a wholesale attack on the Word of God itself. And you will find as you go and you look through these contemporary, modern, critical versions of the Bible, or as some say, perversions of the Bible, and rightly so. They attack the deity of Jesus Christ and they remove the blood of Christ. Can I tell you today, friend, there's no other way to God but through the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. No way at all. So you give me the blood because it's the blood that has the power. It's the blood that washed my sin away. It's the blood that makes it to where I can stand justified before the Lord. Mm, Give me the blood. I'll take the blood. You say, you preacher, that offends me. I've watched you eat steak and the blood run all over the plate. Don't tell me you're offended. The blood of Jesus Christ still washes away sin. Say how? Well, we looked at the sufficient work. It was one sacrifice for sin forever. But consider with me number two, the saving work of His blood. The saving work of His blood. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Well, I like this verse. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Verse 18, now... Where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. The pouring out of Christ's blood made it possible for our sin to be pardoned. Hebrews chapter 9, if you want to look there in verse 12, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And in verse 22 of Hebrews chapter 9, without shedding of blood is no remission. 
And then we come to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 18. Now, where remission of these is. Well, how do we get the remission? Through the shedding of the blood of Christ. And so where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Just as the sacrifice of Christ was once for all, we are saved once for all. Hebrews chapter 9 again and verse 25, nor yet that he should offer himself often. Now I want you to catch that. As the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. If you would go back to the Old Testament and remember, the Old Testament is a picture of the work of Jesus Christ for your sin and for mine. Uh, just as the picture is here on this table of the elements of the body and the blood of Christ. This is not the body and blood of Christ. This does not become the body and the blood of Christ. The body was broken and the blood was shed one time. On that cross of Calvary. And it still has power. And it's still effective. And then, mm, guess what? We get the privilege today to observe the second ordinance of the local church. Not just the Lord's Supper, but when these baptismal waters are stirred. What a picture it is of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. There's not salvation in the water, but the water makes us think of the salvation that was given in Christ. It gives us the opportunity to publicly identify with Christ and profess our faith in His once for all finished work. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad for the saving work of the blood. Not yet that He should offer Himself often as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must He often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath He appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of Himself. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. There's an idea, there's a false teaching in our day, and it's got a really long name. It's called transubstantiation. You say, how do I spell that? Just like it sounds. Transubstantiation. Some of you are in the S-H-U-N. Transubstantiation. And what that says is that when we come to the Lord's table, that Jesus Christ Himself inhabits the bread and inhabits the juice and, and that becomes the body and the blood of Christ. Can I tell you today, I'm not a cannibal. I'm not. And and what we have is unleavened bread and grape juice that pictures the body and the blood of Christ that points our hearts and minds back to that cross of Calvary that one time where Jesus said, It is finished. And He said, Into Thy hands I commend My Spirit. You know, that's an important phrase in the Bible. You know, the body of Christ went into the grave. The Spirit of Christ into thy hand, I commend my spirit. Do you know there's a picture there too? And when you and when I meet our appointment with death as we talked about last week, absent from the body 
is to be present with the Lord. This fleshly shell will go in the ground. But when Jesus comes, it'll be resurrected again. And He won the victory on that cross of Calvary. He won the victory when He walked out of that tomb alive. And what a blessing that it is to know that the work of His blood is sufficient and that the work of His blood offers salvation. Every believer on Christ has their sin blotted out by the blood of Christ and therefore needs no other offering for sin. 1 John chapter 1 And verse 7, the Bible says, The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. So there's the sufficient work of His blood. There's the uh, saving work of His blood. And number three this morning, I want you to see the sanctifying work of His blood. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. I want to read that again and I want you to consider that with me for a moment. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Can I tell you today, not only do we not work to receive salvation, we also cannot work to keep ourselves saved. It's His work. It's the work of His precious blood. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14, For by one offering He hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Yet many today want to depend upon self to clean up and to stay clean. And I'm here to tell you this morning, that's foolish. Not one person, not one person, not one person could add add one speck of righteousness to the wonderful and complete righteousness of Christ. All our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Without me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. So you would understand today to attempt to do so, to attempt to add a speck of righteousness uh, to the wonderful and complete righteousness of Christ is to trample the pure and precious blood of Christ under our polluted feet. Wow. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. I'm thankful for the work of the blood. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a sufficient work and it's a saving work and it's a sanctifying work. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 29. Think with me now as we read of how much sorer punishment Suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despot unto the Spirit of grace. 
the work of the blood of Christ, it is sufficient and it is saving and it is sanctifying. But I want to give you one more this morning. Number four, the satisfying work of the blood. The satisfying work of His blood. Look with me, Hebrews chapter 10. You say, how are we satisfied? Because of the work of the blood. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19. Having therefore... What's the next word? Brethren. Oh, believers. Other uh, people who are born again. And, And the writer of Hebrews says, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest. How? By the blood of Jesus. Verse 22, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Verse 23, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for He is faithful that promised. It's not my faith. It's not your faith. He's faithful that made the promise. It's His finished work that's the faithful work. It's His finished work that's the fulfilling work. It's His work that satisfies. Verse 34 of Hebrews chapter 10, Knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance. Hmm. Knowing that in yourselves that ye have, where? In heaven, a better and enduring substance. Where's Jesus? Seated at the right hand of the Father. Where's the Father? In heaven. Where's the blood? In heaven. You understand today, if you would go back into the Old Testament, you know there was a step here? Okay, just seeing if you knew. I didn't know I was that. Objects may uh, be closer than they appear. Um <laughs> You know, if you were to go into the Old Testament and you would uh, look in the book of Exodus and the book of Leviticus and the book of Deuteronomy, you would find the pattern for the tabernacle of God. And could I tell you today that every element of that tabernacle is an attribute, it points to an attribute of Jesus Christ. And if you would read about that tabernacle, what you would find, it is a pattern, it is an earthly pattern for what exists in heaven. It's in the Bible. Do you know what that means? That means that that mercy seat in the earthly tabernacle, there's a mercy seat in heaven. And that earthly tabernacle every year, that high priest would uh, cleanse himself and he would go into the Holy of Holies and he would apply that blood of bulls and goats and lambs to that mercy seat that God's righteous anger uh, would be uh, now appeased. Jesus Christ, the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world, came and took on flesh and walked that lonely road to Calvary and shed His precious blood to put on the heavenly mercy seat. 
I want you to think about that. Once forever. Once forever. Knowing in yourselves that ye have in heaven a better and an enduring substance, cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. I remind us today, no matter what comes our way in this life, we can always remember the work that Christ has done and that He's promised He will do. Through the wonder-working power of the blood of Christ, we have access, we have assurance, we have ability, and we have advantage, all because of the work of the blood. And isn't isn't it wonderful to know today, friends, that even though we can't, He can. Remember, God is worthy. Realize the work of the blood of Christ and I encourage you, run to Him and rest in Him and remain in Him. Remember His work and watch for His return. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse number 26. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse number 26. The Bible says, For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till He comes. Why? So that we can remember the wonderful work of God. Why? So others can receive the wonderful work of God. Why? So that our hearts are stirred to remember that Jesus, yes, is coming soon. Ye do show the Lord's death Till he come, we remind ourselves of the work and the worth of the blood. Our heads are bowed this morning.